From the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy! Oh yeah, there it is. The dulcet sounds of Johnny Gilbert picking at his axe. I have to reveal to you that we actually can't hear it. You can hear it right now. <laughs> Lucky audience in audio land. We can't hear it because producer Alexa has decided to deprive me of Johnny's guitar music just for today. And yet we can already anticipate how wonderful it is in 2024. Absolutely. Welcome back to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy. I'm Michael Davies uh, here today with Sarah Foss. Happy New Year, Sarah Foss. Well, Happy New Year to you, Michael Davies. And might I add, we didn't want to waste any time. You know, we came back hot right after the new year and we've been in JPT, Champions Wildcard, featuring season 39 champions. We actually wow. just came from the Alex Trebek stage. I know. it's We've been shooting about 15 episodes a day, it feels like. <laughs> it feels, Starting early, finishing late. Yes, it feels just about that. This round, of course, we've got Juveria and Zanny hot off their second chance wins. So yep. I know people are really anxious to see how they fare in Champions mm, my Wildcard. My lips are sealed. My lips are Nothing sealed. Nothing can you say, but certainly they did prove they have what it takes in second chance. So excited to see them in Champions Wildcard, which also featured something new that I know our listeners have been talking about, and these are the play-in games, Michael. This was something that you and I announced last spring. Champions Wildcard, any champion who's won at least one game of Jeopardy is getting a chance to come back. And then we had the series of one-game winners, and we ended up with more players than we could even fit into our competition structure. I thought you were going to say this is something that you and I disagreed about. <laughs> but I'm not saying this. I don't know that we disagreed about it. I think maybe that, like many members of the staff, you weren't quite as enthusiastic about the idea of audio only, these special audio special episodes as I was. But I felt, you know, we have a deal. We put a lot of episodes to tune in. We love our partners at TuneIn. We wanted to do something special in the audio front. Obviously, we do this podcast and we put this out there. We've got the History of Jeopardy podcast also. Um, but Making episodes for essentially radio, mm-hmm. audio only, which we did for the first time uh, this week. That was fascinating. Yeah, it was. And you're going to actually be able to listen to those episodes starting January 12th, leading up to the debut of Champions Wildcard on January 16th. And the good news for those of you who listen to Inside Jeopardy and love Buzzy Cohen, guess what? He's hosting those play-in games. You know, he did walk away from it saying, let me think, you have me hosting a podcast called Inside Jeopardy. You also have me doing, of course, the This is Jeopardy. And now you're having me host Radio Jeopardy. What is Michael trying to tell me? Well, he was <laughs> he was so wonderfully dressed, wonderfully attired in I typical know. buzzy fashion to do these audio episodes that we didn't really we didn't really capture that in audio. Yes, when we do the recaps, we'll try to really uh, break that down for you. Yeah, very very true. Um, so yeah, we're in the middle of the Champions Wildcard. That is fantastic. That's our JPT JAT. A lot of things going on as well. Yes, and we've alluded to the various competitions that still remain, including, of course, our Tournament of Champions and the JIT, Michael. And people are talking about the JIT. Yeah, definitely. Look, as you know, I read everything on Reddit, including the polls um, that go out on a weekly basis on the job that I'm doing as the <laughs> producer. I, I, it's, like an, it's like an approval rating for a vice president. That's, that's where I sit, I saw, I saw that's where I sit right now. I saw some good numbers <laughs> that's in where recent I sit. weeks. So, um, but I love the enthusiasm, and I, I really... Um, adore reading you know the way people think that we should structure various of these tournaments to be clear masters and by the way i've read some brilliant uh, masters formats yes that i wish i could take and do 
The Masters, yeah. The the, the ABC Prime episodes, I'm not in complete control of how many episodes we make, the length, the scheduling, and all those kind of things. We kind of take what we can get from ABC uh, with that. And certainly with the sort of state of primetime broadcast television, we we can't completely write what we want. Um, So, but we're still talking to ABC about how many episodes, how that's all going to work and the timing of that, but very optimistic that's going to be happening again this spring. JIT, we are more in control of to the extent that I'm in control of anything in Jeopardy world. (laughs) Like there are, there are acute limitations on my power. We've talked about it. We've thought about it. We haven't got all the way there in figuring out everything that's going to be in JIT. We've got to get through this Champions Wildcard, get through the TOC, get through another Jeopardy honours before we get there. Yes, I do say when I do read some of these Reddit posts, it's almost like a little, uh, all right, we're on the right track because oftentimes we are thinking of the same same competitors that you want to see back. We are planning to definitely invite back. One little business item I have to bring up that I've actually learned something, Michael. Yes, you're never too old at Jeopardy to learn something new. Our standards and practices representative did come to me when we were taping this week, and he said, you know, these these champions are telling me they heard on the podcast they can bring their study materials. They've heard you talking about various competitors bringing their study materials. And I said, can they not? He said, oh, no, they can't bring anything. I said, can they bring a book? He said, no, we discourage any sort of distraction when they come to play. So I've they got have to leave their sporkle at home? All of it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Flashcards. Sporkle app, you name it, you can't bring it. So I said, I am really sorry. I was not aware of how strict these rules are, but I'm going to write the wrong on the podcast. So if any of our champions talked about their study habits in previous games, erase it from your mind. You know, our champions always say, if you know it, you already know it. So there's no need to study once you're here. Let's okay, say it that way. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, Michael, we mentioned Jeopardy production time last week in J. AT, Jeopardy Airtime, we started off the new year with an exciting conclusion to the finals for our second group of second chance competitors. We then kicked off our qualifying games for our third group of second chancers. And of course, Celebrity Jeopardy returned in its new night in primetime Tuesday night for the first of three semifinals. Lisa and Walter going up against Udkar Shambudkar and Mira Sorvino. She secured that spot in the finals. We're going to talk about those games in a bit, but first... Michael, this is my favorite new thing we do. It's time to take a little trip down memory lane all the way back to season 15 for this week in Jeopardy history. Here we go into Double Jeopardy, and we have a category that will thrill everyone. Johnny Gilbert does Shakespeare. (laughs) First time for us. Uh, Let's take Johnny Gilbert doing Shakespeare for 400. Johnny should be famous for his incomparable performance in this role heard here. Listen. To be or not to be, that is the question. (laughs) Stacy. What is Hamlet? Right. Johnny Gilbert does Shakespeare for 600, please. No one slept through Johnny's performance in this role. All the perfumes of Arabia will not sweeten this little hand. Pete. Who is Lady Macbeth? Yes. Uh, Johnny Gilbert for 800. Johnny was mad about playing this title character. Listen. How sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. Pete. Who is King Lear? Right. Uh, Let's close it out for a thousand. Johnny Gilbert for a thousand. Johnny was downright sprightly in this role. If we shadows have offended, think but this, and all is mended, that you have but slumbered here while these visions did appear. Laura. Who is Puck? Puck is right. 
And let's hear it for Johnny Gilbert over there. Yes, hard to believe it was January 13th, 1999, when Johnny appeared for the first time in a category. It was called Johnny Gilbert Does Shakespeare. As you just heard, he performed quotes from Juliet, King Lear, Hamlet, Lady Macbeth, and Puck. This was a tradition that from the very first time you heard Johnny's golden voice deliver Jeopardy clues, we knew that would be continuing on. He's done so many categories over the years. And, you know, in recent years, I'm the one who gets to record those with him. It's my most favorite when he's doing kind of more modern rap lyrics or things like that. And he's like, Sarah, you're going to have to help me. I don't have a clue what these lyrics are trying to say. And I'm like, you've got this, Johnny. You're doing great. So <laughs> always love hearing Johnny's voice, whether he is introducing our contestants or giving us a fabulous category. Oh, he's a legend. He's the best. All right, Michael, let's head into our game highlights. We kicked off the week and the new year with day two of the second chance final with Greg Saja, Zanny Brown, and Christopher Pennant. Zanny, who came into the game in second place, got off to a hot start with the help of a $3,800 true daily double. She heads into double jeopardy with the lead. Greg right on her heels after responding correctly to his own true daily double in that round, but then he misses the final daily double, allowing Zanny to head into final jeopardy with the lead. Both Greg and Zanny were correct. But with an all-in wager, Zanny becomes our second, second chance winner, advancing to Champions Wildcard. Now, after the game, Zanny said that the feeling was really indescribable. You know, she came here for her first time, not even been in contention for final, and then to have to spend the week against all these incredible contestants to just keep playing is a dream come true. Greg was a wonderful competitor as well. He said he's feeling great, won that semi-final game, and you can never take that away from me. And Ken added, which is what he can say to all these second chancers, for the rest of your life, you are now all Jeopardy! champions. Wonderful stuff. Three great players putting up big numbers yeah. uh, in the Alex Trebek stage. Well, I had the chance to catch up with Zanny right after her big win. Let's take a listen. Zanny Brown, you're headed to Champions Wild Card. How does that sound? Uh, it sounds amazing. It sounds unbelievable. I think it hasn't sunk in yet. How did it sound the first time Ken said Jeopardy Champion next to your name? So, so good. <laughs> I, I have been, you know, getting as much mileage as I could out of Jeopardy runner-up, but I, the upgrade sure was nice. <laughs> well, in season 39, seeing you come so close to Chris Panulo. Yes, it was a runaway, but you had such a high score, you know, at the end of the game after double jeopardy. What was it like knowing, I'm probably going to get a call from Second Chance, and what did you do to be ready when you came back? I hoped I would get a call from Second Chance. It, it was a little bit of a mind game where I, in the studio, I was like, that felt really close. I felt really in it. And then I went home and I was like, you lost a runaway. They're never going to call you. And so it wasn't really till it aired and like, People were just really nice on the internet and the Jeopardy community was really nice. I was like, ooh, I think, I think they are gonna call me. So, so for a while that prep looked like just incorporating the type of like trivia learning stuff casually into my life that I like to do, joining some, some trivia leagues, um, playing, doing the, getting a crossword streak growing. Um, and then as it got closer to, to uh, game time here with a second chance, I, I hit the flashcards pretty hard. Well, true daily double was something you said a lot during second chance. Was that something you were prepared to do as often as you did it in this competition? I actually, I think going up against Chris helped with that. I, I knew I had to go in to, to be in the ballpark with him and, and same with uh, Christopher today and, and Greg that, you know, I was gonna have to, I was gonna have to be prepared to like take some risks with my money. Um, but, but yeah, I've, I've, I've been practicing for that too, I think. Well, and in attempts, you guys were so neck and neck. So it really did come down 
to the buzzer and who would come across those daily doubles. How does that feel in the moment when you're like, I know these responses and it's all gonna come down to the buzzer? So stressful, it feels <laughs> so stressful. Um, but but really fun, really exciting. I, I come from sports, I, I played sports all my life. So I think being in that like environment of just knowing you need to perform, knowing you've trained, knowing the folks around you have trained and just, just trying to get, uh, get through the end there um, maybe came some benefit from my, my sports background. Well, coming into day two, you were not in the lead. You were in second place. So you knew you really had to perform. But heading into final, betting it all, you knew, if I get this one, no one can catch me. I'm going to Champions Wild Card. Yeah, yeah, I did the math a few times, and I knew, you know, landmarks is a big category. It's a sort of friendly one for me. I like geography. I like places. But, but it's so broad, you just have no idea what it's going to be. But I just I knew I wanted to control my own destiny, you know, bet it all and, and see if I could get myself through the champion's wild card. I'd say 2024 is off to a pretty good start for you. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, so far it's been, you know, pretty amazing. And what do you do now, knowing that in a few weeks you're going to be back on the Alex Trebek stage competing again? Uh, I think the, the flashcards are going to get even, even further worn out. And I think um, just practicing being up here, being ready for the nerves, and then also just like maybe watching some more games from season 39 so I'm not starstruck by all my wonderful competitors that I'm going to see. Yeah, who are you looking forward to seeing in Champions Wild Card? Oh, everyone, right? Martha <laughs> Bathmere, Hayward, I just the whole crew, everyone's so cool. <laughs> well, it's a pretty great community. I'm sure your second chance competitors will be cheering you on in Champions Wild Card. We'll be doing the same. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Sarah. All right, moving on to Tuesday with our next group of second chance players, Sophia Wang, Sharon Bishop, and Michael Cavalier. Michael dominated the Jeopardy round, heading into double Jeopardy with $10,000. He continued to add to his lead, but Sophia strung together some high-value clues toward the end of the round to defend against the runaway. Unfortunately, both Sophia and Michael were incorrect in final, but Michael's minimal wager did allow him to secure the win. This was a tough loss for Sophia. You might remember oh. she competed originally in our 2019 teen tournament. Yeah. The category landmarks during Pope John Paul II's 1987 visit to Los Angeles, pranksters covered up this letter in a local landmark. Sophia wrote it so quickly and we were watching it. She, of course, wrote the Hollywood sign and we thought she's surely going to reread it and maybe change it because we were looking for the letter L. And that was just a heartbreaking loss. Ken said the same thing. My heart goes out to you. I've been there and I feel your pain. Yeah, tough to watch, but it's the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. It also is what makes Jeopardy it is. so hard and so good. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point of sale system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Plus, they have the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. What I love about Shopify is how simple they've made it to grow your business. You can manage inventory, track payments, and view real-time insights all in one place. Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash jeopardy, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash jeopardy now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash jeopardy. Did you know that learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Plus, their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Babbel's helped me learn real-life conversation skills that make it so easy to learn everything from ordering food to asking for directions while traveling. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash insidej. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash insidej, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash insidej. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, back to Inside Jeopardy. Well, we move on to Wednesday where Andrew Watley, Randall Rayford, and Rachel Cohen return for their chance at redemption. It was a pretty evenly matched game throughout until Randall found that last daily double. He goes all in with $9,200. He's correct. He takes a big lead. Rachel, however, did chip away at the board to stay in contention, and it was still anyone's game as we headed into final. Both Andrew and Randall were correct. But it was Randall who, from the lead, secured the win. One thing to know about these three players, they all have proven that they they earned a second chance. Rachel lost to Ray Lalonde, you know, a mere 13-game yep. winner. Ray Randall, Yes, Randall lost to Chris Panulo, and Andrew lost to Yogesh Rout. So mm-hmm. it was an interesting game. Curious to see how they would stack up. Also, we got to feature one of our favorites, John Green. Love a John Green category, and I think the contestants enjoyed that as well. Friend of the show, and always great to see him featured on the show. Yeah, one of the rare uh, people that crosses over between men in blazers and also uh, Jeopardy <laughs> as well. as There aren't many, guests. Michael. You yeah. and you and John Green. Yeah. All right, well, let's head into Thursday's game with Matt Harvey, Max Davison, and Kelly Shannon Henderson. This was another well-played game by all three players. Kelly and Max battled it out in double jeopardy, splitting the daily doubles while Matt finished the round with a string of correct responses to take the lead heading into final, where he was correct, and he advances to the final. Matt is another player who faced Chris Panulo, but he's one that Chris actually called out on our interview on Inside Jeopardy who he thought really deserved a second chance because he knew that Matt really put him through the paces in his first game. Yeah, great Jeopardy player. Well, we kicked off day one of the two-day total point affair on Friday with Matt, Michael, and Randall. Matt took an early lead but was incorrect on the first daily double of double Jeopardy to fall even with Michael and Randall. He was able to work his way back into the lead with the help of a $4,000 daily double, but Michael only $3,000 behind in second place. Then in final Jeopardy, it was a triple stumper, and so Matt took a small lead as we were heading into game two. Statistically, Michael, even though the numbers don't look like it, this was a very evenly matched game. Yeah. Matt, 18 correct responses. Michael and Randall each with 17. So that's the kind of gameplay you like to see in the finals, knowing that everybody's certainly there to play and going to be exciting for game two on Monday. Yeah, all to play for. Um, Anything is possible. Well, let's take it back to Tuesday night in primetime for the return of Celebrity Jeopardy. 
This was the first of our three semifinal games. So we kicked it off with Udkar Shambudkar, Lisa and Walter, and Mira Sorvino. It was a close Jeopardy round, all three players, you know, neck and neck. But then Mira really turned it on in double Jeopardy, and she managed to take a healthy lead at the end of the round. But then in triple Jeopardy, it was Lisa, Ann, and Mira who really battled it out with Lisa, thanks to two daily doubles, taking a slight lead. $900 over Mira heading into final. Mira was unable to come up with the correct response. Lisa did, and she is headed to the finals now, just one win away from that $1 million prize for charity. Yeah, and ABC delighted about this. A big ABC primetime star uh, going into the final in, in Celebrity Jeopardy. But beat two really good players. Mira Silvino, you know, beat um, Good Morning Football's Peter Schrager, in her, who's a very good player himself yes, and a in Jeopardy her game. Fan. Ukash, a fantastic player as well. Um, a lovely, lovely human being. Uh, as well, so great to get to know him better when he when he appeared. And this was a great episode. Won the night on television, the most watched television program of the night, the highest rated Celebrity Jeopardy of the season in total viewers. I think just number two in demos, just a squeak behind an episode that we aired um, a month and a half ago. But this was just great television. I watched it on air. I love watching these shows on yes. air, just, just sitting at home with my with my baked beans on toast, uh, <laughs> watching it. I really enjoyed as it. as we all do. Yeah. Well, if you didn't have a chance to watch it on ABC last week, you can see it on Hulu, and this is a game you won't want to miss. We did have a chance to catch up with Lisa Ann right after her win. Let's hear what she had to say about advancing to the finals. Congratulations, Lisa Ann Welter. You are a finalist in the Celebrity Jeopardy Championship. Aren't you has it sunk in? Um, I, no. I don't know if it will until I'm standing on the stage for the finals. I Honestly, I would have been thrilled to make it through the first game and not embarrass myself. Not even win, but just not embarrass myself. The people I'm playing against are really smart. I assumed when I saw Mira, because I know her from out <laughs> in the world, and I figured halfway through the game I was going to lose, and I was okay with that. So this is sort of a shock, and I'm and I'm thrilled, and I, I think I I think my mom intervened for me from beyond. Well, even in your first game, you know, you said you just wanted to come and not embarrass yourself. You had a runaway game. Yeah, that you was not, nuts. Not huh? be caught heading into final. This is the thing we say of Jeopardy legends, and that's what you pulled off in your quarterfinal I'm a legend game. already. I think so. That's awesome. Yeah. I would only like to win the finale and then be done. Is that okay? Because I don't know that you I can retire. handle this kind of stress. Yeah. On an ongoing basis. Well, we often commend our Celebrity Jeopardy contestants because you really do put your egos aside. You don't know what we're going to ask you Oh, no, here. let me get this. Don't get it twisted. I did not put my ego aside. I was 100% <laughs> in the, please, God, just don't let me completely tank this. Don't let me embarrass myself, my family, my PhD having siblings, my mother and my scientist father who are dead, but still will judge me. They will still judge me. And, and I did not want to embarrass myself. So I totally, I have an ego about, about knowing trivia. It's kind of what people know about me. Like that, oh, she's the trivia girl. But yeah, I, I was willing to risk looking a fool to try to win some money, so. I want to give you props for that. Thank because you. Because you have earned so much for charity. Thank you, thank you. What's it like to have people tell you, you know, you'd be great on Jeopardy. You know a lot of things. You're a great trivia person to actually come here and have that be proven true. What does that feel like? Okay, so two things. Number one, when people say something to me like, you should be on Jeopardy, it's not always a compliment. 
<laughs> because it's a little bit like, okay, look, know-it-all. Like, if yeah. I come up with, you know, the queen of Scotland was also, you know, and then I go mm -hmm. off into a tirade, which is what I learned from both my parents. My father used to pull us over on the Pennsylvania Turnpike and explain rock striations, like from the Paleolithic era. So I, I think I do a lot more um, explaining of things than my friends really would prefer. But what was really cool is that I always wanted to do Jeopardy. I mean, from the time I was little and we watched it together as a family, I saw myself being on Jeopardy. But there have been enough times where I'm playing along with the game and I'm completely stumped. It's easy when you're at home to be like, I knew that. But then you get to Final Jeopardy and you're like, okay, I didn't know that. And, and I always saw myself being on the show. But then when I got out here, I was an actress. I didn't come to California until I already had I was starring in TV shows. So I was like too famous to do it as a regular person. I guess I wasn't a celebrity enough to do it as a celebrity. So I had to wait for now until it, the timing was right. Because for a while I was like Eliza Doolittle, like in between both worlds, just wanting to fit in. Was and it now, worth the wait? I, hell yeah, it's worth yeah. the wait. I am a finalist on Celebrity Jeopardy! This is crazy! You talked about your mom, your yeah. relationship with her. Yeah. I know you were moved even after your quarterfinal win. Yeah. What would she think of Lisa Ann Walter and what she's done on the stage? I know my mom would be proud of me no matter what I did. She might say something like, yeah, you, I knew you were gonna do well, but did you have to wear the dark green? The guy in the bright green, <laughs> he just stood out so much she wouldn't judge my outfit. <laughs> but she would just be so proud of me for being confident and having fun with it and, um, and just doing it, just and going for it. I always wanted her to do it herself because she was, she was way better at trivia than I am. Uh, she just knew everything and um, I was happy to do it to honor her. Well, I think you did just that and we are proud to have you as a part of this competition. Thank we'll you. see you in the finals. Thank you. Factors ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. And that's it. She's headed to the finals. It wraps up our game highlights. Now it's time for this week's host chat. An audience member asked Ken... So, Ken, how many languages can you speak? People used to ask Alex that all the time because he was a bit of a linguist. And he would say, you know, I speak three and I can, I can fool around in eight or nine more or something like that. You know, he was very good at that kind of thing. Um, I can't really show off. I really only speak uh, English and Spanish. 
Uh, I grew up in Korea, so I have a little bit of conversational Korean, but except for that, it's all, it's all fake. It's all kayfabe, like they would say in wrestling. Like, <laughs> if I have to say a French thing, Alex could do it perfectly. I have to call my wife and be like, could you say this in French for me? I, didn't, I wasn't listening in high school French. Yes, I don't think anyone will ever be able to match Alex in that department, but we know Ken does a great job. And that's it. That brings us to the end of today's show. We're going to be back next week for more game highlights, including day two of Second Chance, the finals, which airs today. So be sure to tune in for that. Yeah, we're also going to be highlighting the next Celebrity Jeopardy semifinal. That game featuring Dulé Hill, Katie Nolan, and Steven Weber. That's going to be airing tomorrow night in primetime at 8 p.m. and you won't want to miss it as always subscribe to the podcast follow us at jeopardy on instagram on facebook on youtube on tiktok on twitter slash x and we will uh, see you next week happy new year to all of you thank you so much for your passion for this program i swear to you we match uh, that passion here as well a lot of very exciting things in store uh, for this year see you next week 